Bush and Ritchie with another Hometime Podcast. Thank you very much. And thank you specifically to those people who, after yesterday's podcast, uh, were tweeting to try and discuss uh, the Bond movie with me. Oh, yes, that yeah. uh, that little incident. Yeah, now, interestingly, a development for you, uh, our producer, our auxiliary producer, producer, who's looking after us for a few days, uh, Nick, uh, is going to go and see the Bond movie in the next 24 hours. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So, for all the reticence and hesitancy I, I showed trying not to sort of blow the storyline on the podcast yesterday and then trying not to reply too publicly on tweets yesterday, I'll finally have somebody I can chat to about the burden I've been carrying since I've watched that movie. Hell of a burden. At least you have someone to speak to. I don't want to ruin it for you, producer Nick, but I'm going to give you two words because I know what this thing is that he's talking about. I'll give you two words. CGI duck. <laughs> I've got a question that I need to ask electricians this afternoon. I've got a very, very bad back, and I think they could be the people that could help me. What has an electrician got to do with your back? Let me explain to you as quickly and succinctly as I can what has happened. I went for a run this morning. I came back from my run uh-huh. and I needed to put my phone on to charge. Okay. So I went I went up to my son's bedroom and bent down to put the phone on charge into the plug point in his bedroom by the skirting board. Okay. Because that is the plug point in the house that charges the phones the quickest. What, you've got... Okay, right, so you think there's a plug in your house that goes faster than the other plugs. Okay, fine. So then, phone starts charging away. I got a message on the phone the moment I started charging it, so I'm bent down there for 90 seconds, just replied to the message, all this kind of thing. Tried to then get back up. Of course, the back's gone. Because I've bent down for that amount of time after having the run. It's interesting, because in those two songs we've started with, you've been lying on the floor, and now I know stretching your back out. Back is very sore. But here's here's the thing that comes out of it, right? Can I just say, before you ask that question, this does sound like an elaborate backstory story to having uh, a problem with being on all fours for a particularly long amount of time. <laughs> is, th- is it a thing that you've got a plug point in the house that charges quicker than any others? Is it because this particular plug is closest to, like, the national grid entering the house or something? Because I promise you, charge a phone in Charlie's bedroom charges quicker than anywhere else in the house. That can't, that can't be right, man. That can't be but right. But it is. But, like, you're saying if it's closer to the door, it, the electricity's got less steps to do. This is why I'm it. asking electricians to help out and not you, all right? Because they'll know this thing. Yeah. It, it, honestly, I've seen it happen with so many mobile phones in our house. Charged like rocket fuel in Charlie's house. Anywhere else in the house, charges really slowly. So if you're upstairs, then, it might be a bit weaker signal because the electricity's got to go up a hill. <laughs> Right, you're mocking me. <laughs> if you are an electrician and you can help answer this question, is there a reason why a phone would charge quicker on one plug point than another? Let us know. Thank you very much. Uh, and if you're a physio, you can look at his back too. Mark the Sparky says, Richie, did you bang your head when bending down to plug your phone in? I am asking... <laughs> he's mocking me. He's he not is. helping. I'm after an electrician to help. Give me some kind of expertise. Uh, I was charging my phone today uh, on a very specific plug point, bent down too long to do it, I put my back out whilst I was doing it. That's by the by, yeah. right? The reason I was using this specific plug point is it appears to be the fastest plug point in the house for charging a mobile phone. You use other ones, 
The phone will charge slowly. You use this one, it goes fast. Is it because it's closest to the national grid or some other reason? Explain to me why. I get I, I get what you're saying. The red flag for me this evening is that there's an elaborate backstory of doing something to your back, and I don't know why that's in there. I Do you know what I mean? I shouldn't have told you about the fact I put my back out whilst I was charging this phone. I don't want to say it out loud, but if you've worked in A&E, right, have you had a similar story? Do you know what I mean? A little bit too much backstory going on when someone comes in with something they need help with? No, look, look, look what you're doing here, you are throwing people away from the serious question about the it's electricians. True. You are, you're signposting them to, as if something's gone on with my back, all right? And that's not fair. <laughs> it's fair enough, Richie doesn't want to dwell on the back thing, which is fine. <laughs> Let's stay with the science. James from Worcestershire, what about this, son? He says, yeah, you get a stronger reverse polarised mainstream distribution effect nearer the distribution board. Yet another person mocking me with a non-serious answer because they've been distracted by you <laughs> trying to put them down another path. Lee says, afternoon, gents. I think you'll find that we have the fastest charging sockets here in St Albans. <laughs> uh, you do need a long extension lead, though, due to our enormous hallways. <laughs> Love this it. This is yet another person uh, mocking us after yesterday's debacle with the length of naves in various UK cathedrals. We do have an answer. On that later on, we've got a number to dial, so more on that. Hoping to get an answer for you later. We like to draw conclusions to things on this show, don't we? We do indeed. So I've come up with this theory that there is always a fastest plug point in the house to charge a mobile phone on. It's certainly something that I've discovered today after I put my back out uh, using my favourite plug point earlier on today. Just watching stuff on his phone on all fours in the bedroom, not a problem. Zelda says, I'm with you on this. One plug in our living room charges faster than anywhere else in the house. Why, why, why? The second fastest plug is in the kitchen and only the radio is connected all day not so, so the only person that's on your side is Zelda from Terror Hawks <laughs> you know do you want that as an ally that's all Close I'm saying to sparking you out mate oh we've got a fight going on in the four hour <laughs> well let's move quickly on to Clint who's just called in Clint have you got any help for Richie on this what's it all about yeah it's um, it's to do with the iPhone chargers the lightning points on, on the new iPhone they have a quicker charger right Okay. But if I use the same, you, you're you're right. It is actually an iPhone, okay. and it is one of these ones with the, with you can the Lightning that, connector. You can plug that in anyway. Yeah, plug it in any socket. It will charge your phone quicker. But Clint, if you came round right and plugged <laughs> it into my kitchen island, I promise you, it, yeah. it charges really slowly. Please don't do that, Clint. Don't go round. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, don't go round. But on the uh, on the um, you know up, upstairs in the bedroom, it goes really fast, mate. So have you tried it in a different socket and it's slower? Yeah. 100%. 100 uh, percent. I'm, I'm concerned by the phrase, if you go up into his bedroom, it goes faster. I, I just think there's something weird going on here. So you think there's science behind what Richie's saying, though, even though obviously calling him out on it slightly, you think there's science behind it? Um, I, I reckon it's the charger. Clint, are you a Sparky? Um, I'm a mechanical engineer. Oh, OK. Yeah. Right. He's a brainy guy, but I wonder whether this is his... No offence, Clint, mate. Obviously, cleverer than the pair of us put together. But is this his area of expertise? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think it must be the charger. I do feel that Clint has tried to help us, but we are no closer to the truth. Have a go, hero. <laughs> I do feel that there is an element of us whistleblowing tonight. It's as if we've rumbled the whole electrician world about the, ha the, the fact that it is possible to have a fastest plug point in the house compared to all the others. This is what I found in my house. There is a specific plug point that charges my mobile phone faster than anything else trying to work out why that reason is. And you were on all fours using the phone earlier on today and that's how you got a bad back. Exactly. You're on, on all fours on the phone. I have put my back out. 
out because I was using my favourite uh, plug point to charge the phone. Uh, and, and that's why I'm asking the question today. Someone here says maybe the phone is nearer the Wi-Fi source, so that's why it's drawing less power and therefore is charging faster. And I just want to say a big thank you to Graham who has texted in with picking up on something that I've been trying to run as a subtext of this entire conversation. He says, as a former ED nurse, I can confirm that the elaborate bad backstories are normally hiding bedroom games gone wrong. <laughs> Ian has sent in a tweet that kind of sums it up. He says, I think the cheese has finally fallen off Richie's cracker. I've just posed a question. I've noticed that there is a plug socket in my house that charges my mobile phone faster than any others and wanted to find out from electricians what is the reason for this. Maybe it's, it's a portal. <laughs> Maybe. Do you know what? Thanks I've... to no help from you, there have been people tweeting saying maybe the house is possessed, there could be a poltergeist in that room. You've been absolutely no help whatsoever. I've been offering, like Mulder and Scully style, the alternative <laughs> viewpoint. Have you ever seen being John Malkovich? It no, could I be haven't. A bit like that. Maybe there's like hundreds of little U's in there or something. You never know, you never know do you? Do you know what I mean? Is it because it's a plug point that is closest to the national grid or something or other? What is the reason, electricians? So many questions, so little answers. We might have an answer right now. We've got Ian on the line. Before we get going, Ian, please tell us what are your credentials on this? Um, I do work in the electronics industry. Nice. Wow. Right, OK. okay. Here we go. Let's, let's whistle blow this together. What's going on, Ian? Your phone will draw more power from the battery, more current from the battery in a poor signal area because the internal circuits are trying to maintain a connection. Right. So if you're charging it upstairs and you've got a better signal upstairs, it will be able to charge faster because the internal circuits aren't working as hard. Ooh. I am charging it upstairs. And, of course, you would get a better signal upstairs because you are closer to, like, all the aerials and stuff. You need, you? Richie needs to do a test then, an experiment. He needs to take, like, something that's got now to do with a phone signal and then try and charge that upstairs and see if that works. Do you know what I mean? That's a very good point. Yeah. Worth a try. It is, isn't it? So, Ian, in yeah. theory, one final question. If I well, used, say, for example, took something completely different, something very different, a scale electrics track, for example, uh -huh. would the cars go faster in the same socket? No, they wouldn't, because they're not relying on um, an external signal. You've not seen his scale electrics set, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's Fan true, I haven't. Fancy bit of kit. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I think I've identified which room I'm going to run my Hornby train set from when I get that going. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, kind of round about this time yesterday on the show, World War Three was erupting over a very unlikely argument over which cathedral in the United <laughs> Kingdom had the longest nave. Was it St Albans? Was it Winchester? Couldn't get a final answer last night. People tweeting about it last night <laughs> as well whilst we were, you know, watching TV having our teas at home. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing... Look, Richie's a bit like Neville Chamberlain today. He's been walking around with this bit of paper in his hand. Yeah. What, is this, what is this number you We have a around? number. We have a number to call where we could get a definitive answer about quarter to six on the phone tonight. Remember how it all panned out for Neville Chamberlain? Not that well. So, look, I just want to say a huge thank you uh, to the Home Time listeners, the Absolute Radio listeners, for their mess messages of support and love that I've received over the past couple of days about fig rolls. <laughs> Uh, do you remember we were talking about fig rolls? Yep. I think just before, when we were doing our shopping list for the 24-hour jukebox, yes. talking about what food we might have, I mentioned I'm a big fan of fig rolls. You were appalled. I was appalled. I reminded you about their, oh, here uh, goes. their wasps content. This is outrageous slander that you're spreading around <laughs> that they've got wasps in them. But do you know what? I've had loads of messages from people saying, Bush, I, I too love fig, fig rolls. Feel bad that I can't even... feel like sometimes you can't say it. Do you know what I mean? From the sideline, I would back you up and say I've witnessed this swell of support from the fig community. Unity. And they're a lovely community, really oh, yeah. welcoming. Would you, if it was on the plate there, would you have a fig roll? Would no. You, you wouldn't touch one with a barge no, pole? No. 
What I would love, right, just to get all these people out and about together so we can meet up and connect and stuff, wouldn't it be amazing if there was like a weekend festival about fig rolls, like the Birmingham NEC? Wow. Fig Fest 2021. Big venue. Big, big venue. Right, yeah. um, there could be merchandise, guest speakers. Is there a big pro- sort of like fig mascot? Yeah, Figgy the Fig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just some bloke. Like, like in Lycra, a big sponge head. Live fig roll making sessions with Paul Hollywood or something? That'd be, I'm sure Paul Hollywood has made those kind of things. I mean, yeah. it'd, be, it'd genuinely be amazing. And there's something about taking a, a niche or specific thing that you're into and taking it to the next level by having a festival of it. So, little little uh, challenge for everyone in this hour of the show. Uh, add the word fest to a specific interest you have. Create a new weekend festival. Richie, what would it be for you? Cheese. Cheese, Cheese fest. fest. Yeah. Ooh, who, that would, good. who wouldn't go? Let's let's run with the Birmingham NEC if they're free after Fig Fest. I've got right? the, the diary and calendar up here. I think they're free. Who wouldn't go there for the weekend for Cheese Fest? There's so much that could happen. Cheeses from around the world. Do you know what? If, if someone said to me, I'd, Smelling I'd, cheese. I don't want to go to Cheese Fest 2021, I don't think I'd want to be their friend. No, exactly. He, who doesn't like cheese? Would sell out so quickly. Camembert tent at the end. Exactly. That'd be, that'd be so good. Uh, ben says he'd like to have Mash Fest 2021. He says they could even have a Cole Cannon tent. Sorry, I thought this was potato related. How do you mean? As in mash, mashed potato. That's what it is. Cole Cannon mash. I've never heard of that. Haven't you? No, just found out what it is. It's mash with like cabbage or kale in. Yeah. I think I'd have that. Mash Fest 2021 could be a thing. Add fest to a specific interest that you have. Create a wonderful new weekend festival. I'm hoping for Fig Fest 2021, fig rolls and other things at the Birmingham NEC. I went with cheese. Uh, this text here from Athena says there is a cheese fest. Oh. It's happening next weekend. I've Googled cheese fest. 16th of October, cheese fest, Seven Oaks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's actually, uh, how do you feel about that? Because that was your idea for a festival now. I don't think I've got any plans this weekend, so uh, I'm heading to Kent. He's he's heading over there for a bit of Cheese Fest 2021. Iguana on Twitter says, Takeaway Curry and Lager Fest. A whole hall full of waiting areas with bowls of Bombay mix and a quick pint before collection. (laughs) Then a communal area full of sofas and cold lager. Loving your work. Um, Steve says Sausage Fest. He then adds, maybe not. (laughs) Bit of a branding issue there. Uh, Martha, big fan of uh, the uh, Big Bang Theory, going oh. with uh, Big Bang Theory. I mean, there is a Friends Fest, so maybe there is something in a Big Bang Theory Fest. The, that is a, a programme that never ends. The Big Bang Theory is one of the worst programmes on this planet, and it never ends. It just goes on forever and ever and ever. It's a bit like our universe. It's just constantly expanding from the Big Bang. <laughs> It never ends. Uh, Mike is hanging on. Tell us uh, your your interest that's uh, going to be turned into a fest, Mike. Right. Well, my idea of fest is I wear quite a lot of waistcoats. My friends say they they make me look fat, but you know that's what happens. When, I think it was the burgers I ate. Um, but um, I was thinking a waistcoat festival could be called Vest Fest. I'd definitely go to that. Vest Fest 2021. You could go down there and like try on all the different types of John Virgo type waistcoats that you could wear out and about. Uh, Absolutely. You know, all the checked ones, or just plain colours, get some fancy bats, get some bespoke ones, you know. Bush has gone with a very, very current reference for the uh, the ambassador for <laughs> Fest Fest. Although it does raise the question, who would who would be a, a better suggestion for a waistcoat's wearer? Well, it'd be Gareth Southgate, shouldn't he? He'd be like the main guy yeah. on the stage. Oh, That's yes. a good point, because you need a guest speaker and everything, don't you, as well? So you're not, you're not interested yeah. in, in booking Virgo. It's Gareth Southgate. Well, no. Can we ask, obviously you sound like a guy who, who dresses, you know, on point, none of these tracky bottoms or that kind of thing. What, what's your use of waistcoats then? Is it to work or all the time or what? 
Oh, I made to hold the gut in, but yeah, no, it looks good from the from the uh, from the from the waist up. Looks good. So you know, waist down, you know, multi-purpose. You wear jeans and some really nice trainers, and it's like this guy means business, but he's also quite fun. So, yeah. I would absolutely happily rock a waistcoat. The other thing about that is it means you can bring back the pocket watch. A pocket watch. You keep anything in your oh. little pockets there. I, well, I do, but at the moment, I keep my face mask in there. And you can get different colour face masks, so people go, oh, I like your pocket work, a pocket square, and you go, actually, it's my face mask. So, yeah, multi-purpose. Good lad, <laughs> lovely to speak to you. We'll see you at VestFest 2021. I'll be there. But it's time for answers right now. Answers from yesterday's fact-off. Do you remember? Told you, St Albans Cathedral, longest nave in the UK. Then people said, actually, no, it's Winchester. It's time for answers. We have a number to dial. We've got the number four... St Albans Cathedral. We're going to sort this out once and for all. Let's put them through. Thank you for calling St Albans Cathedral. We are open for visitors daily 8.30am to 5.30pm and entry is free. Nice. For information about services, events and guided tours, please visit our website stalbanscathedral.org. You can also email us on mail at stalbanscathedral.org. If you would like to speak to a member of staff, yes. please hold. This is it. Urgent tone. They've <laughs> <laughs> got to walk all the way up the nave to answer. It's a, it's a long nave, isn't it? I'm sorry, no one's able to take your call at the moment. Leave your name and number. We will get back to you as soon as possible. I'll leave a message. Thank you. Hello, uh, our names are Bush and Richie. Hi. Uh, we do the Hometime Show on Absolute Radio. Uh, my name is Richie. Uh, came to visit the cathedral last week on my week off. Loved it. Uh, came away with the fact that you had up on your fact sheets uh, about how it had the longest nave uh, in England. Was fascinated by it. Was telling everybody on our show about this yesterday. And many people got back in touch and said that Winchester Cathedral, in fact, has a longer nave. Now, we're not like telling on anyone, but we wanted to let you guys know that Winchester, that lot of Winchester going around telling everyone that they've got a longer nave than you, and we thought you'd want to know that, do you know what I mean? So, if there's anybody that would be able to uh, talk to us about uh, the length of naves, uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, we are at hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. <laughs> you're asking yourselves how do the boys follow plug socket chat or the indefinite answers to the length of St Albans Cathedral's nave this is how we follow it it's the Tuesday Tombola yes we have a Tombola it has 100 balls in the balls are numbered each of those numbers relates to a topic that we could all spend the final well 53 minutes of this show talking about and given some of them that are in there bearing in mind we had a couple of shanties when we did it back in the day could be the last 53 minutes of our careers. The tombola is spinning. It stops spinning. The hatch of destiny is open. Ooh, let's have a look at this. I've got, got a good feeling about this one. It's ball number 76. Ball 76. The strangest place you have been after midnight. Wow, the somewhere strangest weird. strangest place you've been after midnight. Have you walked home from somewhere weird? Got locked in somewhere weird? Just been out late for whatever reason? We want to hear about it on the show tonight. Have you been anywhere after midnight, strangely? Or do I even want to ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> Give me three minutes and I'll come back with a clean answer. If you get in touch with us about this, it's not legally binding. Uh, it will protect your identity if it's an unusual thing that you've yeah. been up to. But, you know, particularly somewhere that you normally wouldn't be 
after hours. That's the kind of thing we're, we're after. Do it could I mean? be a place that is really, really different after midnight once something's shut or everyone's asleep that, 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 you know, than, than how it would be during the day. Well, let me, my, uh, to throw my hat in the ring on this one, uh, I went for a night out with uh, Rob Beckett and uh, my friend Brian, producer Brian, uh, back when Rob was doing rock and roll fo- football with us. Uh, he's like one of the nicest, most gen- generous people you could ever go out with. He's, really, he's a really good laugh, as you would have seen during the England games with his, yeah. uh, his little TikToks and everything like that as well. Anyway, uh, we'd been out for a few beers and he said he'd been invited to a party. Do we want to go with him? Mm-hmm. So we got in this taxi, headed to the Emirates. Oh, right, yeah. Arsenal Stadium. And he'd been invited to this do at the very top floor in the boardroom. Right. And we stayed there till like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Wow. And the entire stadium was empty. And I, I sat there having a whiskey, looking out over the empty Emirates, apart from just the background lighting. Oh, and it was the most wow. eerie, unusual thing. But what a stadium. Yeah, what a stadium. But I mean, th- that's the kind of thing that we need for this. A, a stadium that's normally so not... Well, Ironic. Careful. So noisy and full of 60,000 people. It is a strange place to be when it's completely... It's cavernous. It's, you get a buzz off those kind of things where you're somewhere which is normally packed with people and then suddenly it's completely empty. Did do a thing once at Wembley Stadium, actually. Very, very similar thing. There wasn't anybody in there whatsoever. It is That is a very strange place to be when it's completely empty. That wasn't after midnight, though. Stadium-wise, though, I, I do regret I didn't do a shout. It's only because there was loads of people in suits and stuff there, and I think, like, the top brass of Arsenal there. I'd love to have done a big shout. And yes. see whether it, did you do a big shout at Wembley when you were the only one there? No, I did not. I didn't do a big shout. <laughs> I don't know the guts for it. Mary Ann from Sutton says, Keel Services. Uh, we'd been to a rave in Keel Woods, then stumbled to the service station for Monster Munch and 7-Up. We also flashed the number of lorry drivers. What a night. <laughs> for for Marianne or for the lorry drivers is the question. Probably the best thing they've had all year. Uh, Louise, strangest place you've been after midnight? It was a kids' ballpark, uh, playground, you know, those soft play areas that's got the ball... That would um, that would frighten the life out of me to be trapped. I mean, frightens the life out of me going to soft play anyway. But <laughs> being trapped in soft play overnight—that's quite scary, isn't it? Well, when you're a little bit tipsy, you don't kind of notice. <laughs> now, Louise, oh. here's the thing, right? I have often thought going to those uh, going to those play areas. There's a bit of a business model where comes uh, like six o'clock, the kids stop. You switch things up for two hours, open a bar, and I think they'd be great fun to have an adult ball pit after eight o'clock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we were the example. Yeah, but you could have someone doing, like, toasties and then serving pints yeah. and then, like, you know, grown-ups going oh, down slides know. and stuff. Louise, the question is, how, how come were you there? Why were you in a ball pit after midnight? Because uh, my friend owned the building and the business, so we were all out for drinks, having a good time and a laugh. And then after hours, he's like, I oh, know. I've got the keys, let's go and open up, and there we all just went in. <laughs> so he's got the keys, says, anyone want to come for a lock-in at the Ball Palace, or whatever the hell it's called? <laughs> it was called the Dragon Palace, actually. Hey, not far off. Dragon Palace after I was party. Linda, this is very specific. Linda says, the spitting image puppet studio in its early days in the basement of Roger Law's house in Cambridge after the pub on a Friday night. Wow. That'd be quite scary, though. They were quite scary puppets. They are still quite scary puppets. Any puppet, by the definition of oh. it being a puppet, is something scary when it hasn't got a hand up it. Exa- well, yes, exactly. Although having a hand up it in many occasions could be scary in itself. <laughs> Uh, Steve has emailed this one. He says, I went to support Liverpool at the 2001 UEFA Cup final versus Alves of Spain in Dortmund in Germany. An amazing game. The game went into extra time and golden goal. Liverpool won a very dramatic game. We stayed on to watch the boys lift the trophy and celebrate with fans in the stadium uh, at the the away end of the game. We eventually headed back to the Dortmund railway station for a train back to Dusseldorf way past midnight. 
We took what we thought was a shortcut through a park. Strangely, we had to climb over a gated entry, but in the dark and after a few steins of beer, we thought nothing of it. So over we climbed into this quiet, dark park, only to be confronted by alarms, CCTV and a German guard shouting at us. Uh, Not that we could understand a word. He realised we were England football fans and explained that rather than a park, we were in fact climbing into Dortmund Zoo, (laughs) just as we heard a lion roar. Needless to say, (gasps) we beat a hasty retreat and found a different route to the railway station. It beats the spitting image basement. It does, doesn't it? Ball 76 on the Tuesday Tombola, the strangest place you've been after midnight. Let's get another one right now. Paul, where were you? Oh, it was the um, Natural History Museum. This is going back many, many years ago with the Nipper. Mm. So why why were you in the Natural History Museum as a child uh, overnight? Uh, my well, two uncles were night watchmen at the Natural History Museum, and my parents had you know, used that fact a bit of free babysitting, and would drop us off there on one of four, and drop drop the three of us kids off, and uh, leave us to uh, run around the halls with my cousins for the evening. So your parents would go out on the Raz, and you would be looked after by uh, your two uncles, who are security guards at the Natural History Museum in the 70s, and as a result, you basically had the run of the museum all night. Uh, yeah, pretty much that, yep. Wow. wow. What an amazing thing. What was your favourite bit of the Natural History Museum whilst you were running around there as oh, a kid? I was, well, I mean, obviously, when you go into the Grand Hall, you walk in there, I think, was it the um, Bogdasaurus or whatever it was? can't remember now. Look at that, um, so far away, whatever it was. <laughs> it was just where we stayed overnight. <laughs> Brilliant. We've given it away now. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good if it, the, the big twist that everyone's talking about with Bond is it's a CGI duck? That's why Craig didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it's, I'm, if Quacksy, if Quacksy's in it next time, I'm not doing it because it's ridiculous. It's like, was it Howard the Duck? <laughs> Donald the Duck, wasn't it? No, what was the... There's the one who flew a plane. Hang on, we're getting our ducks mixed. Who was the duck that was in the broom cupboard in the uh, when we were kids? Oh, well, there was no duck in my broom cupboard. <laughs> uh, home time out. There was the duck. There was no duck. What duck in a what? Andy Peters had a duck. I'm sure he did. Doesn't like to go on about it though, does he? Ed the duck. That's the fella. It was Ed That's the, the duck. Fella. But Howard did fly planes as well. Howard the duck. Howard the duck. Uh, an American duck with uh, World War Two flying goggles on. I've never heard... <laughs> Duck chat. <laughs> I know there's been some absolute rubbish in these last two podcasts, <laughs> but I'm not falling for that. Favourite duck? Email us now. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk.